Good afternoon, and welcome to the Embedded Executive Podcast. My name is Rich Ness. I'm the Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media, and I am here with Mark Orthodoxu, who is the Vice President of Strategic Marketing at Rambus. How are you, Mark? Hi, Rich. Uh, very well, thank you. Nice to be here today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So uh, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and we were talking about CXL. And I had to admit to that person, I wasn't really familiar with it. And shame on me, because it's something that I really need to know about. So I got pointed in your direction, because you are supposedly the expert on CXL. Um, so I'm going to ask you all kinds of really hard questions. And we're going to find out if you're really an expert. What is CXL? <laughs> the first one, the first question is a doozy. Um, well, CXL stands for Compute Express Link. Um, and there's a there's a consortium that is responsible for its definition, the CXL consortium. Okay, and what what is it? What is it? Well, uh, great question. So CXL, um, you know, going back a few years, there has been a lot of um, protocols and interfaces that have been um, uh, proposed by a number of very smart uh, individuals and organizations to fundamentally solve the problem of, uh, in a coherent, low latency way, creating an open standard for the connectivity of me memory and other um, memory-intensive subsystems via serial interconnect. And basically what CXL is, is it's a coherent, um, low latency serial interconnect technology that's built on top of PCIe Express. And PCIe Express, is as as all of us know a ubiquitous interface in modern data center servers now there's lots of generations of pci express we yeah. talk about the latest and greatest we're talking about the latest and greatest i mean um the the, the cxl uh 3.0 spec which is the last one to be publicly released by the cxl consortium allows for operation as high as pcie gen 6 but it's backwards compatible to earlier generations as well how high is that bandwidth uh well gen 6 uh, depends on the width of the interface but it's uh, 64 gigatransfers per second um per lane <clears throat> right so it provides a relatively high bandwidth Okay, so what's what's the timing? When did the spec go in, and uh, are there products available now? Yeah, uh, great, great question. So, um, uh, first of all, from a timing standpoint, as I mentioned, there were a number of different protocols and technologies proposed to solve this problem. It was just in the last, I would say, two to three years that CXL emerged as sort of the winner of this uh, interface war, and a big, a big reason. Um, for its uh, popularity now is because it's running over those same, same PCIe electricals. So it's relatively easy to adopt by comparison to a lot of other proposals. And then when you look uh, at the CXL versions that have come out, um, I believe, and now I'm going off memory, that the first version of CXL, which was 1.1, uh, came out in 2021. Um, then we had uh, CXL 2.0 released um, uh, I believe later that same year, and then 3.0 came out at the end of the year last year. So there are going to be more <laughs> releases, um, um, you know, forthcoming. Obviously, the CXL consortium will release those publicly as they're available, but there is a lot of 
innovation, development, specification writing to complete still in the area of CXL as folks find new and exciting use cases for it. Okay, so is um, the CXL consortium, are they, who are they part of? I mean, is when, I'm, I'm just trying to well, figure out how important it is to follow the standard and yeah, no, how much weight that they have. Yeah, that's a that's another great point. And I mean, when you look at, you know, how we even declare a winner in these things is mostly through just broad adoption. And the CXL Consortium was founded by a number of companies that um, formed the first board of directors. The board of directors has now expanded somewhat. So, you know, Intel, AMD, NVIDIA, Samsung, um, uh, SK Hynix, uh, Google, uh, HPE, all the big Microsoft, all the big names you would expect are on the board of directors. I'm missing some there. Rambus, by the way, we are on the board of directors as well. In fact, um, Larry Carr, who, who uh, works at Rambus, uh, is the president of, of the CXL. Just a little plug for Rambus there. So we're very active in that consortium. But you look at the, if you go onto the website, for the CXL consortium and you see the membership, you see the board of directors, what you'll find is that literally every who's who in, um, in the data center and the memory ecosystem is, uh, is listed there. And, and really you can't find a roadmap um, uh, or in many cases a product that does not have a CXL interface on it, um, uh, all, all the products that are coming out to market. So most importantly there, um, both Intel and AMD their latest generation of processors, right? The AMD Genoa platform, the Intel Sapphire Rapids platform, they both support CXL interfaces, which of course is the foundational component of a server, the CPU. And so those interfaces existing in production now provide for um, opportunity for folks to start connecting things up to them to do useful things. Um, and then finally, to, to close off on the answer to your question, I mean, in terms of products available, in the market to attach to those CPUs, what you're seeing is a lot of announcements from both chip companies and memory suppliers in particular with early products entering that space. So silicon does exist to allow for um, connectivity to, to those CPUs that are, that are in production today. Are there memory companies beside Rambus? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I would, uh, I would categorize Rambus certainly as a memory company, but um, you know, really we are a uh, silicon um, company serving the memory market. So you look at the memory suppliers themselves, all of the big three, right? Samsung, SK Hynix, Micron have announced early product. When you look at the silicon controller suppliers and silicon providers, um, you, you will see competition to Rambus in our segment announcing product. Um, actually, Rambus hasn't announced specifically um, the, uh, the products that we're bringing into this market, although we have announced the initiative um, and uh, obviously are working very closely with our customers in this space. So to be clear, it's memory, but it's also the memory controller. And it's, the, it's the controller that's the key? That's right. It's it's yeah. The, the memory controller really is what <clears throat> enables the use cases here that take advantage of CXL, at least for memory attachment. But of course, the memory suppliers, the DRAM manufacturers in particular, um, would be heavy users of those memory controllers to enable the ecosystem. It, 
will there be a day in the near future where that memory where that controller is integrated into one of the other devices either the memory or the cpu well i mean uh interestingly you know when you look when you look at why cxl is even interesting right why serially attached memory is even interesting the whole the whole premise is that if you move the memory controller off the cpu you can do very interesting architectural things um and and the list is numerous because of that i think it's unlikely that you would see that cxl memory controller integrated into the cpu because the the whole purpose in essence is to disaggregate it in that in that regard now uh, you also asked about memory integration with the memory controller um there there may well be product down the road that enables um a form of in-memory compute by adding smarts to the CXL memory controller and integrating that tightly, tightly with the memory, but that would still likely live separate from the CPU because again, we wanna push the memory controller off the CPU to allow for new interesting use cases. Very interesting stuff. So what's next? Is, is there a, an, another version on the horizon or are we done for a little while? No, there is. There are there is there is uh, there is going to be CXL versions. I would think for several more years, and and maybe in perpetuity as folks learn new use cases, um, the specification. Um, you know, folks discover needs to improve reliability or availability, security, um, et cetera, in the in the protocol, we'll see advancements. Um, the areas that I can tell you that the consortium is working on are largely in the areas of security, in the areas of fabric scalability, because CXL is an interesting um, protocol for the purposes of, of uh, building large disaggregated systems. So that's one area of focus of the consortium, but obviously there will be other things that emerge. And in terms of the use cases that will, um, you know, we, we will we will start to see in the market and then emerge over time. I mean, most folks right now are largely interested in how can I get more memory to the CPU? A, a modern top of the line CPU um, is trending towards eight, 10 or 12 native DDR memory channels. And believe it or not, with the core counts, that's still not enough memory bandwidth or capacity depending on the application. And so the problem space here in part is how do I get more memory to those cores? And serially attaching the memory with CXL is one mechanism to do that. Um, you'll also start to see new memory types that are not natively supported on the CPUs today be enabled by using an open interface like CXL for that memory attachment. So imagine, um, you know, uh, 3D Crosspoint uh, didn't really move forward, as everybody knows. Um, one of the limiting factors is that there was uh, only certain CPUs that could support it natively. Imagine if you push that memory controller off the CPU, now any CPU technically can support a memory type like that as long as the memory controller supports it. And that really frees up the ecosystem. So we'll probably see new memory types begin to be attached to the CPUs. And then down the road, um, the other thing that serialization opens up is the notion that you can move the memory further from the CPUs. If you have a low latency interconnect like CXL that's serial, you can do things like cable out to a memory mm -hmm. appliance and share memory or pool memory across many hosts. You can even 
further to that. What sort um, of distance are you talking about? Well, I mean, in that case, you could be, um, you know, a, a, a six, 10 meters, right? Wow. If you're, if you're, if you're just, if you're just going to take an appliance and put it somewhere else in the rack to share it across hosts, but that's just the first step. Then the follow on step is building switches or fabrics like top of rack switches that you cable up to and those then cable to neighboring racks to build larger pools of memory. And that's really where the industry is trending is this notion of disaggregating, um, tearing apart the server and right sizing all the components for scale and for efficiency. So that, that's really what CXL enables uh, to, to, to name a few applications. Yeah, I, I, want it, I was wondering if you could name more specific applications that this would be used for. Is it data center type, high performance computing? Is it AI related things? Mm -hmm. Is it just anything that just needs a super high bandwidth? I mean, AI and machine learning are the best examples of use cases that require high bandwidth and high capacity. Um, many of those use cases require extremely high bandwidth um, uh, uh, transactions, which things like HBM are very useful for, which, you know, Rambus has products in that segment as well. Um, what CXL provides is um, less the super high bandwidth um, for AI machine learning, but it does provide access to a great deal of capacity and moving data around inside that infrastructure is extremely expensive. So if we can keep it closer to the CPUs by enabling it with serial attached memory, then that's a huge benefit for AI and machine learning. But broadly speaking, anything that's memory intensive um, in terms of uh, bandwidth or capacity benefits from CXL um, uh, in-memory databases. SAP HANA is a great example, but it certainly is something to your the first part of your question that we'll see predominantly in um, data center, uh, especially cloud. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. It seemed like the cloud providers would be the low-hanging fruit. And, and high-performance compute too, yeah. I mean, these guys, the cloud guys spend you know, it's a lot, there's a lot of white papers and documentation out there that, that talks to the fact that 50% of the server costs in the, in the cloud data centers is memory. And uh, that's still not enough. And so what they're looking to do at a high level is get more memory to each of the CPU cores when it's needed without having memory stranded in the data center. So actually delivering more effective memory to each of the cores at any moment in time by actually spending money more smartly on memory because the, the the need for memory is not diminishing it's growing leaps and bounds especially with again some of the ai and machine learning workloads so the question is how do i spend that money and use that memory smartly um it's a it's a big it's a big challenge and a big opportunity very good. Well, thank you very much, Mark. You, you know, shame on me for not knowing this stuff, but I know it now and I won't forget it. <laughs> well, it's great. I'm glad I could help. And uh, whoever pointed you to me, uh, I thank them for their generous uh, compliment that I, 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 I know a little bit about the market. So that's great. Very good. That was Mark Orthodoxu. He is the Vice President of Strategic Marketing with Rambus. And I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.